0: It's game day Eve. What's it going to take for BYU to get over the top, snap their losing streak, and beat the Liberty Flames? We're looking into all of that and a secret weapon I think we need to talk about on today's show. You are Locked On Cougar, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for joining us right here on Locked On Cougars and making it your first listen of the day. Always appreciate you guys checking out the show. We are your only daily podcast focused on all things BYU and very proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. The goal here, simply stated, is to make you the smartest BYU fans in the room, so thank you for making some time for us on this Friday. Today's show is brought to you by our title sponsor, Underdog Fantasy. Sign up for Underdog Fantasy. Dot com, using the promo code LOCKEDON and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. We'll tell you a little bit more about them as today's, show's prog- as today's show progresses, so stay tuned for that. But let's dive on in today. It is game day eve, BYU, and Liberty getting ready to square off in Lynchburg, Virginia. And uh, I don't think I need, needs any other introduction than what Hugh Free said earlier this week about it. I tried to go pull the video, and I typically have been able to do this, but for some reason, my computer, when I went to go pull it, was not allowing me to do it. So So I figured I'll just read the quote here. And the quote is from Liberty head coach Hugh Freeze on Monday quote. I want to be dead straight with you. And I debated on exactly what to say about this. For those of you who are lucky enough. And i said lucky enough to play in this game Saturday. You're getting ready to make history. It is without a doubt the biggest home football game. This program has ever had folks. Liberty is looking at this as their Super Bowl. That that is what the Liberty Flames look at BYU and the Cougars coming to town is. It's the first sellout in their program's history at the FBS level. They are looking at this as like just the 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 the, the the fulfillment of Jerry Falwell seniors dream when he started allowing liberty as when he founded liberty as a university and they started playing athletics this was the dream he wanted them to be the evangelical christians version of as he said Notre Dame for the roman catholic and BYU for the mormon or remember the church of jesus christ of latter day saints this is their it's their super bowl this, this is there there's no mincing how big this game is for the liberty flames now Let me uh, talk about BYU because we're a BYU-centric podcast here because Liberty obviously is going to be completely geeked out of their minds, it looks like. I think it's going to be an absolute hornet's nest that BYU is walking into when they get there to Liberty for this matchup. Let me add this, and this comes by way of a dear friend of mine, Robbie Huckvale. Uh, Many of you might know him on social media. Robbie and I have go back, wow, well over a decade, and Rob, uh, he is one of just my, I call him a soul brother. Uh, He just brother. Well, okay, I've got brothers by blood. We've got brothers just by association. Robbie's one of my brothers. He's part of the ilk, as we call ourselves. And Rob uh, actually pointed this out and said I should use this on the podcast. And I'm, I'm lifting it straight from what Robbie said. And he he pointed it out. And the more I thought about it, the more I think it's completely true. So the best way to look forward to this game for Liberty is to look back. Let's look back at 2019. And let's look back in particular at Boise State in 2019. Now, those of you who remember that season will remember, midway through that season, BYU's offense was Sputtering. They were having issues being consistent. Now, the quarterback roulette they were playing at that point did not help anything. Uh, Zach Wilson got injured. Jaron Hall got injured. Baylor Romney was playing. is actually Baylor Romney's very first career start for BYU going into that Boise State game. Jaron Hall had gotten injured the game before after he had replaced Zach Wilson. So quarterback roulette underway, and the offense had not been performing like it needed to. And many of us out there in the media and also fans at large were irate at what was going on with BYU's offense, led by Jeff. Grimes, and Aaron Roderick at the time. Like I said, any of you who remember this know exactly what I'm talking about and probably where I'm going with this. And Robbie pointed it out, and the more I thought about it, like I said, this is I think the perfect analogy for what's going on with BYU right now. Now, going into that week, there were a lot of rumors about what was going on with BYU's offense. Was Eliza Tui excuse me, I'm getting ahead of myself. Was Kalani Sitake, BYU's head coach, going to try and change things up on offense? Well, Come to find out afterwards, and I don't think this is a, a secret anymore, Aaron Roderick that week going into Boise State was given play-calling duties. It was taken away from Jeff Grimes and given to Aaron Roderick. What do they do? Boise State, on that dreary night in Provo, Utah, Boise State comes in nationally ranked, and Baylor Romney, uh, uh, Blake Freeland made his first career start for BYU as a true freshman at right tackle in that game. There was a lot going against BYU in that game. And what do they do? They go out there and, handle. frankly, handle Boise State, it really was one of those wins that you look back on and say, man, that was actually a really critical win for BYU, and it kind of set them up on a course that led them to the success they've had the past two seasons coming uh, before this 2022 season. So what I'm talking about here is there can be some inspiration drawn from Kalani Sitake deciding during that period in 2019 when his offense was having issues and him stepping in and saying, you know what, we're going to try something different. Aaron Roderick, you are going to be our play caller. Jeff will still be involved in the game planning. He'll be on run plays, run game coordinator, all that stuff. He made changes. There are changes going on in the BYU football program right now on the defensive side of the football. This Liberty game, and Robbie pointed this out, and like I said, the more I think about it, it's the perfect analogy. This Liberty game for 2022 is Boise State of 2019 just flipped in terms of the defense now being in the crosshairs versus the offense. Will BYU figure things out on defense? Will the changes that Kalani Sitake has made inside the program, will they pay off? Will BYU be able to go to Lynchburg and come out with a big win, snap the two-game losing streak, get themselves to 5-3 and three versus sitting at 500? Think about that. If BYU loses this game, they have lost as many games that they lost in the previous two seasons combined. They were 21-4 and four in 2020 and 2021 combined coming into this season. You lose this one, you've lost just as many games in eight games as you did in the previous 25. This is a huge, huge game. And I've got faith, and I'll get my prediction a little bit later on, but i got faith that the changes that Kalani Sitake is making inside the program, the conversations I've had throughout this week, and I can tell you this much, Kalani Sitake is very much uh, the devil in the details right now. He is working hard to get things figured out. I'm assuming they're going to simplify the defensive game plan. I sincerely hope, I don't know this, I sincerely hope that the hockey substitution BS model they've had for so long has been tossed out the window. You still need to sub, substitute but the 11 for 11 pick six previews put it up on social media yesterday it's become a laughing stock for the byu football program that crap has got to be ended it's done get it out of here throw it in the gutter and tell ed thank you speaking of ed lamb thank you for the suggestion but we ain't doing that crap no more this is the game this is boise state of 2019 for byu's for byu's defense you've got to make a stand here now, in terms of what BYU is going up against defensively, and also offensively in particular, we need to get to some of that. We'll talk about that coming up next. We'll give you some more details on players to know from Liberty what exactly BYU is facing when they go into this matchup at 1.30 p.m. Mountain Time on ESPNU. But let me reiterate, Robbie, you are my man, and thank you for pointing this out, because this truly is. This could be, uh, well, I'm hoping uh, it could be, and I hope it is the Boise State of 2019 for BYU's defense here in 2022. Hopefully this is where things turn around and BYU finds themselves playing better football as a result across the board, but led by an improved defensive product on the football field. We'll get to the more uh, de- particulars about what to expect from Liberty, players to know who's going to start for start at quarterback for Liberty. We'll try and delve into that. We'll get to all that as we continue on right here on Locked On Cougars, but first a word on our friends over at Underdog Fantasy. It's the easiest place to spice up the college football season, and the best part about this, you can have some fun with BYU playing tomorrow against Liberty if you want to get in on this, my friends. Uh, what you do is you go on the underdog fantasy website and you go and pick between two and five players, and you simply pick the over under on their projected numbers. For example, if Jaron Hall in this game, it might be okay over or under 312 and a half passing yards or th- over or under three and a half passing touchdowns. I don't know, a Christopher Brooks over under on 75.5 rushing yards, th- that type of stuff. You pick the over and the under. It's simple as that. You make the selections and then you just let it play out. And you can do this, by the way, you don't have to do it just for BYU. You can do it for any game out there in college football. So give it a shot. Uh, go to underdog and make your picks. Just like all of us are right here on the locked on podcast network. It's easy to play and it's available in nationwide right now. And the best part is it is the fastest e- fan. Excuse me. It is one of the easiest fantasy games to play out there. And you can win cold, hard cash in a single game. Think about that. It's super simple, my friend. So sign up with the promo code locked on at underdog fan. Fantasy- Fantasy.com. use that promo code locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n one word there and underdog is going to double your first deposit up to a hundred dollars simple deposit a hundred bucks get a hundred bucks from our friends at underdog once again go to underdogfantasy.com or find the underdog fantasy app in the app or google play store and once again that's underdog fantasy promo code locked on and get in on the pro- college football pick'em action today Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Always appreciate you guys checking out the show. It's it's a ton of fun to do what I do and uh, this is a huge game. I, I, I think I've, I've made it very clear that th- crazily enough, this Liberty game may be one of if not the most important game in the 2022 slate for BYU and considering what we had on the schedule coming into the season, it seems uh, kind of crazy to think about that, but circumstances be what they are. BYU has got a critical, critical showdown here against the Flames. Now, Liberty let's Let's acknowledge the facts. They're 6-1. and They've won a lot of football this year. They're already bowl eligible. Their lone loss was a one-point loss uh, to number 19 uh, Wake Forest on the road down there in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. They actually went for two to try and win the game on the road. So, uh, Hugh Freeze he's a guy who's not afraid to, to cash his chips in and see what he can do. Have they played uh, Murderer's Row of Games? No. They've played at Southern Miss, UAB, at Wake Forest, versus Akron, at Old Dominion, at UMass, and then versus Gardner-Webb, their most recent game, uh, FCS opponent. They won that one narrowly, 21-20. to This is not a Liberty team that is necessarily blowing teams out. They've actually played a number of close games. They beat Southern Miss in four overtimes, 29-27. to They beat UAB 21-14. to Wake Forest, 37-36. A lot of one-score and two-score games here for the Liberty Flames. The biggest thing that's been holding them back, it feels like, in many ways, is Hugh Freeze's offense operates best when he's got a, a difference maker at quarterback. Well, he has that in Cadence Salter, who's a freshman quarterback, but he isn't going to miss this game against BYU. And if you're a BYU fan, thank your lucky stars. That kid looks like he's going to be a future sensation for the Liberty Flames. He is out due to groin surgery, and it sounds like Charlie Brewer, the former Utah and Baylor quarterback, he could play in this game. But the comments I read on uh, from some of the news sources out there in Lynchburg, from uh, media covering Liberty, say that they're only going to put him into action if they feel like they're they're up against it and they really need him because he can't make every throw right now. Brewer is coming back from a, a a broken thumb that he had had pins placed into earlier on the season. Actually, he had to actually get southern missed the very first game of the season. He's been out since that time. He's been trying to get back. Had the pins taken out. He's been in practice, but according to what I read from. Hugh Freeze, they don't expect him to play. So that means their third string quarterback, Jonathan Bennett, is going to be playing in this game, will be starting, it looks like, for Liberty. He has completed just 50.5% of his passes. He's passed for 692 yards, uh, six touchdowns against six interceptions, and that's really what's kind of held back Liberty's offense in many ways. They do have a fantastic running game. Let's be very clear about this. Day Day Hunter, uh, number zero, has 97 attempts for 608 yards. Yes, he is averaging just a shade under 100 yards a game already this season, seven touchdowns. And then Shedro Lewis is his uh, counterpart in the backfield, has five touchdowns on the year and 298 yards. Both of them very, very capable running backs. BYU, we all have talked about this, their rush defense has kind of been the absolute Achilles heel for BYU. You've got to be able to slow down the rush attack, and uh, I'm sure Kalani Sitake is looking into how it go best go about that. Now, the other thing about Liberty is their wide receiving core has been kind of in and out of the line and up in terms of injuries. Kind of similar to BYU but they have not had the same production that BYU's wide receiving core has had this season. So I think the Liberty, if if, if I'm Hugh freeze, I'm going to this game saying, I'm going to test BYU's rush defense. And if we can run the football, that's what we're going to lean on. They've got a lot of good receivers, but like I said, a lot of them are injured right now. And the question mark is who's going to actually be available to play in this game. So I, I I'm kind of reticent to name names for the wide receivers. Cause frankly, I don't know. And I don't think anybody knows really what wide receivers are going to be available. So, BYU's defense, they got their work cut out for them to slow down this Liberty offense. Uh, I've said this once I, earlier this week on this podcast, but there are some out there who will tell you that the renaissance, or the I guess the revamp of the Alabama offense to embracing the spread offense philosophy, because you know, for many years, uh, Nick Saban was not a fan. He believed in his I-formation, power-back, play-action type offenses, and they won national titles early on in his tenure doing that. But... He got it to a point in the SEC, and a lot of people point to Hugh Freeze's time at Ole Miss before he was unceremoniously fired for some off-the-field shenanigans, let's put it that way. Uh, they will point to what Hugh Freeze did to Alabama during that time and the fact that Saban felt like he couldn't defend. He, like He just... His defenses were not up to speed, and being able to defend what Hugh Freeze and what, at that time, the Ole Miss Rebels were throwing out there on the field, he decided, you know what, I need to get on board and embrace this offense. So Hugh Freeze, he's an innovator, he's a very brilliant offensive mind, and he is going to be hell-bent on sticking it to BYU in this game and getting a huge win for this program. I know that Liberty would have liked to have had BYU be nationally ranked coming into their house. Like I said, they already consider this the biggest game in their program, sister. I don't think there's any more that they can say that can pump this game up, but BYU's got to be ready for it. Now, I've talked a lot about Liberty's offense and what BYU's defense is facing. Uh, uh, conversely, Liberty on defense, their metrics are absolutely insane. They're number 2 in the nation in sacks per game, averaging a cool 4 sacks per game. Also, tackles for loss, 9.1 on the season. They're also ranked number 1 nationally in takeaways with 18 on the season. So this defense, they get after it. Uh, speaking of Liberty, it's kind of the, the they're, they're the, I guess, unsung part of Liberty here. A lot of people talk about Liberty's offense, but their defense has been very, very good this year. Their leading sack artist on the year is Treshawn Clark. He has four of the uh, sacks for Liberty. They have 28 on the season across their seven games. BYU's got to be ready for this, but I do think that BYU, outside of Wake Forest, is probably the most potent offense that Liberty will have faced. I do think that BYU can move the football on these guys. I know those numbers make you think, okay, can they really do anything offensively? Like I said, they have not faced the murderer's row that BYU has faced relative uh, to BYU's schedule so far this year. And I don't think they've faced a quarterback frankly that then faced a quarterback as good as Jaron Hall. I uh, I know what Wake Forest does on offense, that slow mesh that that they've deployed out there on offense is is very effective, but what BYU does offensively might be the most wide open and just a tack downfield-minded offense that Liberty has faced this year. I am actually very bullish on BYU's chances of moving the ball in this game because I think that Jaron Hall leading BYU's passing attack, and uh, in terms of guys healthy in 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 the lineup, outside of Gunnar Romney, I think BYU should be full go. And I, what I mean by that is I'm expecting Miles Davis to be available, uh, Lopini Katoa. Both those guys were guys that Aaron Roderick this week said that he expected to have available. Christopher Brooks obviously still available, having Jaron Hall at the controls. Puka Nakua, Cody Epps, Keanu Hill, on down the line, Chase Roberts, you can uh, Isaac Rex, a tight end, Mason Wake, uh, Ethan Erickson. BYU should have essentially their full complement of offensive players in this game. I do not expect Gunnar Romney to play. He told uh, Jake and Ben on the KSL Sports Zone this week that he's a game-time decision. He said that in the weeks leading up to Notre Dame, uh, saying that he was getting closer and I'm a game-time decision. I don't think he plays in this game. Uh, it's just my personal gut feeling on that. And we'll see how it all shakes out, but... BYU's offense should be locked and loaded. There is no excuse, I think, for BYU's offense not to go out there and put up points in this game. It should be a fun one. I'm very much looking forward to this game. I don't necessarily have a great feel for how it's going to go. But going back to my opening stanza, I think the biggest thing is that Liberty, they're looking at this, like I said, as their Super Bowl. This is like the, the, the game for them and their football playing history. Can BYU match that emotion? I sincerely hope they can. and I hope that they embrace it. BYU has actually been pretty good in terms of going to road games. Think of this. When they went to uh, Wisconsin and beat the number 6 Badgers in 2018, uh, I, there were Wisconsin people who were saying, BYU's dancing around to uh, ju- jump around. I, the, the, what are they doing? BYU's actually done a really good job a lot of times on, in terms of road environments of embracing the moment and just going with it. I hope this is something they can match. and Like I said, Liberty's fans are going to be absolutely full-throated. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of BYU fans out there as well, actually. I know that a former BYU wide receiver, uh, Dylan Colley, says he's making the drive up. He's living down in the Carolinas now. He comes on my radio station every single week. Uh, He says he's going to make the drive up. So I'm expecting a healthy contingent of BYU fans, but this should this should be an absolute barn burner of a game. I'm excited for it. A couple other injury notes for you guys. Uh, Max Tooley, I'm expecting him to be a game-time decision on this one. I'm sure that he'll go through warm-ups. I know that sounds like a surprise, but he did pick up an injury in the game against Arkansas last week. Uh, the hope is that he'll be able to go, but I'm expecting it will probably be something that's made, made decision. Uh, they'll make the decision during warm-ups on Saturday morning afternoon out there on the East Coast. We'll see what happens there. Peyton Wilgar, I'm not expecting him to play in this game so BYU's defense should be lighter along uh, the linebacking core along the defensive front for BYU Blake Mangelson remains out uh, based on what I understand I'm also not expecting Gabe Summers to play in this game Gabe tried to give it a go as best he could against Arkansas but just didn't necessarily have it I don't think that he goes in this game against Liberty so BYU's defense they're going to be down bodies and that's the concern here as uh, Kalani Satake who I expect is really stepped in is really I think I say coordinate. He's not the defensive coordinator, but I think he's taken on a more active role in helping out BYU's defense. They're going to be lighter in terms of their overall bodies that throw out there on the field, but I think if they can simplify things and play with just better leverage, better angles, tackling, all of the fundamentals that go into defense. I've got a decent feeling about BYU's chances of getting back into the win column in this game. Like I said, you've got to match the Liberty energy level because when you got a coach who's coming out on Monday and saying, this is the biggest game in our program's history, phew, uh, the, the stakes don't go higher, folks. You, you Frankly, you don't hear coaches say that very often. And Hugh Freeze just went out and said it on Monday. like He set the tone for the entire week for Liberty in this game. So, Let's hope BYU does what they did against Boise State in 2019, like I talked about earlier on in the podcast. Match that energy level, go out there and quote unquote shock the world, show them what you're made of and bounce back with that W. We'll give you my prediction here momentarily. We also got to catch up on some other news out there in BYU sports as we close out today's edition of the show. Before we do that, let's talk about one of our great local sponsors here on Locked On Cougars. That's our friends over at Intercap Lending. There's a reason that no lender helps more families in the state of Utah with their mortgage needs than our friends at Intercap Lending. The reason, Intercap gets deals done. They do a really, really good job making sure the product process is done. They're averaging two weeks faster than the industry average out there. And although the fast is great, the ultimate goal from Intercap is to create a stress-free home loan process. And that's what Steve Carter, who is the dedicated loan officer in, at Intercap Lending, for all of our Locked On listeners, would love to help you guys out with as well. Uh, Steve is a phenomenal human being. I've had a chance to sit down and have a meal with him. Had a great conversation. and He would love nothing more than to serve all of you out there in Utah and beyond. Because the best part about Intercap Lending is they're not a, 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 a great a group that's just located here in Utah and able to do stuff in Utah. They're actually licensed to do it nationwide. So if you happen to live anywhere in the country, they're happy to help you guys out. You can reach out to Steve anytime. His direct line, 385-800-8528. That is 385-800-8528. You will not find a more responsive loan officer. The best part is, like I told you, uh, I've told you in the past about Intercap Lending, when you mention Locked On Cougars and or J-Catch, they're going to give you a corporate rate discount, uh, courtesy of Intercap Lending. So give them the call. Steve Carter, that's 385-800-8528, or go to intercaplending.com to learn more now. That's Intercap Lending, NMLS number, 190465. Intercap Lending is an equal housing lender. Thank you once again for joining us here on Locked On Cougars. I want to encourage you guys every single day to get caught up on all the news you may have missed in sports with Locked On Sports today. It's a phenomenal product. It's on YouTube. It's wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Peter Bukowski does an incredible job. Essentially look at it as uh, of you probably go to like ESPN.com or CBS Sports.com or one of the uh, news sites, the sports news sites out there to catch up on the news and sports. Consider Locked On Sports today, the audio slash video version of that. It really does. It covers all the major headlines in all the major sports I also in college etc check that out wherever you get your podcasts I would encourage you I listen to it every single day and I want you guys to make a part of your repertoire as well alright uh, let's catch up on some news from other BYU sports for a moment here start off with BYU women's soccer a big win on the road in Malibu on Wednesday night the 19th ranked Cougars got a 4-3 win over the Pepperdine Waves. Ali Fryer the freshman had a uh, brace in the win the win marks the Cougars first four game winning streak against the Waves so huge huge win for BYU BYU, congratulations to the Cougars. Uh, they are back home as they host WCC foe Gonzaga tomorrow night. Southfield at 7 o'clock. So after you get done with BYU and Liberty, hopefully uh, you get out to Southfield and watch the women's soccer program. It's a huge game against Gonzaga, who's been one of the top teams uh, in the country. BYU is now 7-2-5 and 5 on the season overall, 3-0-2 in the West Coast Conference. So they're off to a good start in conference play, and hopefully they can keep that rolling tomorrow night in uh, at Southfield against Gonzaga. Uh, BYU men's golf had three Cougars finish in the top seven as the 39th ranked men's golf program finished runner up at the TPC Colorado at Heron Lake's championship after rounds of 291, 281, and 284. That's 856 as a team for an eight under par total. David Timmons, Carson Lindell, and Tyson Shelley led the Cougars as they looked to chase down Colorado State in that final round. we unable to do that, but huge, huge showing for BYU. Like I said, ranked number 39 in the country already this season. I'm expecting BYU to make a jump up. There's a lot of good things going on with BYU golf. I don't know how many of you pay attention to it. I've got a family connection to the golf program down there at BYU, but I paid close attention to it, and this is a huge showing for BYU. Uh, TPC Colorado actually hosts a Corn ferry Tour event uh, during the summer months, so Good showing for BYU. Uh, They're going to take a week and a half break here before they head to Poppy Hills Golf Course for the St. Mary's Invitational. That'll be October 30th through November 2nd. Uh, The Invitational in Pebble Beach, California will actually be BYU's final meet, or excuse me, final... tournament of the fall season for men's golf. So hopefully they can finish off the fall season with a flourish. And then one other note here is congratulations to BYU women's basketball star junior forward, Lauren Gustin. She's named one of the 20 watchlist candidates for the 2023 Katrina McLean award. Uh, it is awarded to the nation's top power forward annually. Uh, so yeah, it's fantastic to have her on that list. Gustin, uh, who is a double, double machine for women's basketball figures to take on an even bigger role than she already has had for the BYU women's basketball. Program this season, and think about this, folks. We got BYU uh, playing uh, blue and white scrimmages, blue and white games in men's and women's basketball next week. Uh, The men's play Wednesday. Oh, excuse me, and the women's team actually has exhibition action Thursday as they host Westminster at the Marriott Center. So coming fast. Basketball season is nearly here. So get ready for that. A couple other notes on the weekend ahead for BYU women's softball is playing a doubleheader tomorrow at Utah tech. If you happen to be in St. George, you want to go support the Cougars. They're playing at 11 a.m. and one 30 at Carl Brooks field. Women's volleyball has a massive, and I mean, massive showdown tonight. Number four, an undefeated San Diego. BYU is in San Diego, the Jenny Craig pavilion, or like what I like to call it, the slim gym for this matchup. These are the top two teams in the West coast conference. If BYU can get the win in this one, they'd hold, uh, the tiebreaker for the West Coast Conference run down the stretch here. Huge, huge match. It's at 7 o'clock Pacific time. It's being streamed live on the WCC network if you want to tune into that. Huge, huge stakes for BYU Women's women's Volleyball, and that one will be obviously looking forward to that. And then obviously, big matchup tomorrow, 1.30 p.m. Mountain Time, 3.30 for those of you on the East Coast. Uh, I know that my good friends Yahoo Bugster, uh, he's going to be out there at that game. Uh, Looking forward to seeing how many BYU fans do make the trek out to Liberty for this one. But BYU and the Flames uh, matching up for the very first time on Liberty's home field. like I said, the stakes couldn't be higher, but I've got a bullish feeling on BYU's chances this week. I haven't had that, this good a feeling about BYU the past two weeks going into the Notre Dame and Arkansas games. Despite me thinking that they could win both of those, I think BYU gets the win here, folks. And uh, Call me a homer, call me what you will, but I think the BYU, I think that the changes going on with Kalani Satake stepping in to help the defense out will be just enough. Will it be easy? Absolutely not. Will it be agonizing? Probably in certain circumstances, but I think BYU does get the W, led by Jaron Hall on offense. I think BYU puts up 35 points in this game. I think they're more than capable of matching what they did last week against Arkansas, if not exceeding it. And I think BYU's defense does just enough. So give me BYU 35 Liberty 31. That's my call on this game. We'll be looking forward to it. We'll do a postcast edition tomorrow evening, getting you ready, uh, not getting you ready, doing a recap of whatever happens against Liberty, whether BYU's 4-4 four and four and we're all hating life or if they're 5-3 and three and we're thinking, okay, maybe they can get on a little bit of a roll here. We'll break it all down for you guys with your comments and we'll make sure that you guys know exactly what you need to take away from that game, no matter what the outcome is. That'll do it for us. A huge thank you once again for your support of the podcast, as always. You guys are absolutely phenomenal. Your messages at this week, uh, for uh, for me, have been absolutely just impactful. They've, they've made my week. Trust me. Uh, it, it, you guys out there are phenomenal, so thank you for your support of the podcast. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Now go make your second listen, our friends, over at the Locked On Big 12 podcast. Josh Neighbors does a great job making sure you're up to speed on everything going on in the Big 12 conference as an entire conference, including BYU, who aren't actually even in the conference yet, does a great job nonetheless covering it all. Get that free and available wherever you get your podcast or on YouTube just like this show. That'll do it for my enjoy the game tomorrow we're back with you guys with postcast shortly after it goes final this has been the locked on cougars podcast see ya